Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, March 6th, 2018, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Our next Starseed Quest to Arkansas is for Pleiadian Lineup on May 18th through the 21st. All you need to have is at least one galactic star marking on your astrological chart at 25, 26, or 27 degrees of any sign. This is a soul group reunion in the crystal capital of the world designed to enable a catalyst for starseed empowerment to higher frequencies. We've redesigned this event to be much more affordable than the previous gatherings. So if this sounds like what you've been looking for, just write to crystals, that's plural, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-S, at starseedhotline.com for more details. And we'll be in Arkansas for the March Quest for the next two Tuesdays. So our next show after tonight will be March 27th. Our special guest this evening is Lightstar, who is a pioneering, internationally acclaimed, high-frequency attunement artist, celestial channel, and starseed ambassador. She's passionately committed to guiding lightworkers, starseeds, and spiritual seekers to reconnect with the multidimensionality of their soul. Serving as a spiritual catalyst for others to discover their soul gifts, reconnect to higher guidance, and activate their destiny path is a passion for Lightstar. She speaks over 20 different languages of light, which transmit and activate soul memories and healing codes. Infused with sacred color rays and light codes, her groundbreaking cosmic and visionary artwork transmit pure divine inspiration. Lightstar is also the author, artist, and creator of the world-renowned Magical Dimensions Oracle Cards and Activators, which innovatively delivers a tangible, intuitive strengthening tool for self-transformation, self-illumination, and self-healing. Lightstar is a frequently published author in the Sedona Journal of Emergence and has been a favorite guest on multiple international radio shows. Lightstar is also the co-founder of Starseed Alliance International, which serves as a galactic resource aimed at uniting and activating starseeds globally. And you can check out her websites at lightstarcreations.com and starseedallianceinternational.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Jada, Fiona, and Kathy for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for our guest. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds, thanks to Tammy's dedication and help with our forum. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please click follow on our page here at Blog Talk and you'll get our weekly show notices. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings in your natal astrological chart. And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. 
And for those who need healing of any kind, emotional, physical, or spiritual, for yourself or your pets, Tammy's powerful remote sessions will make a difference for you. And if you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And please remember, if you want the Stage 2 interpretation of that chart, you'll need to order it at least three months ahead of time to make sure you get it in before your 10 hours. So, first of all tonight, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her wonderful Starseed News. Hey, Good Anastasia. evening, Ariel. Hi. Good evening, everybody. Great to be with you. We have a solar storm underway. There's a solar wind incoming. A stream of solar wind is expected to brush Earth's magnetic field tomorrow. Actually, excuse me, on the 8th of March, day after tomorrow. The gaseous material right now is flowing from a northern hole in the sun's atmosphere. And there is a worsening cosmic ray situation, according to some new research. They say that cosmic rays are getting worse. The new paper was published in the research journal Space Weather. The authors of this paper show that radiation from deep space is dangerous and intensifying faster than previously predicted. Now, four years ago, the researchers began their discovery that cosmic rays in the Earth-Moon system were peaking at levels never before seen in the space age. The worsening radiation environment, they're pointing out, was a potential peril to astronauts, curtailing how long astronauts could safely travel through space. In the 1990s, an astronaut could spend a 1,000 days in interplanetary space, but in 2014, it's cut back to 700 days, 300 days difference. They say that's quite a bit in such a short period of time. Now, galactic cosmic rays come from outside the solar system. They are a mixture of high-energy photons and subatomic particles accelerated toward Earth by supernova explosions and other violent events in the cosmos. Now, our first line of defense is the sun. The sun's magnetic field and solar wind combine to create a porous shield that fends off cosmic rays that attempt to enter our solar system. The shielding action of the sun is strongest during the solar maximum and weakest during solar minimum. Hence, the 11-year rhythm of the mission duration uh, that they're talking about right now with the minimum being underway. They say that the problem, according to the authors, is that the shield is weakening. Over the last decade, the solar wind has exhibited low densities and a magnetic field strengths, and this represents anomalous states that have never before been observed in recent years. As a result of this, what they call remarkably weak solar activity, we are having and experiencing now the highest highest fluxes of cosmic rays. Now they say that there has been a 13% radiation, excuse me, a 13% increase in radiation. That's X rays and gamma rays that's penetrating Earth's atmosphere. They say that how does this affect us? Well, cosmic rays penetrate commercial airlines. They dose passengers and flight crews uh, that uh, enough that pilots are classified by the International Commission on Radiological Protection as occupational radiation workers. Wow. And some research shows that cosmic rays can seed clouds and trigger lightning, potentially altering weather and climate. And I can tell you in researching uh, the news every week, we have definitely had a major increase in lightning across the planet. That's really been a big deal. A lot more people 
killed by lightning than uh, ever before since we've started having records that we could read and share. And furthermore, they say that there are studies that link cosmic rays with cardiac arrhythmias in the general population. Now, they say that cosmic rays are going to intensify even more in the coming years as the sun plunges toward what may be the deepest solar minimum in more than a century. So a consideration for those that uh, fly at high altitudes and so on and so forth. And I certainly know a lot of people that are having cardiac arrhythmias, a lot of clients, and people are complaining about that. And one would wonder, cosmic rays as well as uh, electronic smog have something to do with that, but perhaps cosmic rays have a part in that. Well, a second tornado in a week has hit Fargo, Portugal. Who would think about Portugal getting hit by a tornado, but it happened. This little town was plunged back here. This little area was plunged back into chaos this Sunday. It was just four days after being hit by similar extreme weather. This time, the column of wind reached 180 kilometers per hour, uprooted trees, destroyed cars, took down walls and buildings. Uh, People were in panic. They ran out of their homes. Uh, People thought maybe it was a terrorist attack because they heard something that sounded like gunshots. That was from the splitting of window frames and the breaking of glass. People were really, really frightened. There were about 50 uh, incidents of uh, destroyed properties. The the tornado then went on to affect other areas in Portugal, and uh, so that was quite the event there. And in Peru, we have something very strange going on. It's not just in Peru. It's happening in different places all over the world. But these are monster cracks in the ground that have occurred after heavy rains that destroyed over 100 buildings in Cusco. Uh, They say that more than 30 hectares of earth moved as the ground was torn apart in Peru following a heavy rainfall and ensuing landslide that destroyed more than 100 houses, a school, and a hospital. Now, over the past 10 days, more than 30 hectares of earth moved as the ground was torn apart in the south of the country. Now, there is footage that shows these chasms, and I'll tell you what. It's not just one crack. It is a spider web of splits in the ground going in all directions. Uh, The government has declared a state of emergency. They expect that to last at least 60 days. They're trying to bring help to displaced people. There's been personal, no personal damages, but homes have been flattened. They say that um, they're going to try to evacuate people from the entire area and carry out evaluations of the tectonic plates there around Cusco. Now, last month, a powerful 7.1 earthquake shook off the coast of Peru, struck off the coast of Peru, killing one person and leaving dozens of people injured. Uh, so, anyway, uh, just from that quake, they were left without electricity. There were houses destroyed. Then there was rain and mudslides, and now this wild thing happening with the ground. And these are huge, enormous cracks. And I bring you that story in part because the same thing is occurring in Saudi Arabia right now. Giant cracks actually are opening all around the world. But in in uh, Saudi Arabia, they uh, discovered a crack just a few days ago, I think. See, end of February, so that's not that far back. Uh, it's an unexplained geological event. They say it split the earth in two, which is somewhat of an exaggeration. But this crack uh, spans over 200 meters in the desert, of Saudi Arabia, and the crack is still growing. 
Now, geologists are currently investigating this fissure that extends over 200 meters, as I've said, and they, they say that it probably appeared after heavy rain. The photographs of this are awesome. It shows people standing at the edge of these cracks, and they're dwarfed by them. It really is wild, weird stuff. The earth is moving beneath people's feet. There's not much any modern invention or thing that we can do about that. This is planet Earth doing her thing. And uh, it is a reminder that we do not control nature. Well, Papua New Guinea was also struck again by another 6.7 magnitude quake that comes nine days after that 7.5 tremor that happened uh, late last month. The, the Tembler struck at a depth of about 20 miles and uh, struck just about 20 miles southwest of that big earthquake that killed 67 people. Now, they don't know if the latest earthquake uh, is an aftershock, and they don't know yet, uh, um, how, I guess I don't have a word yet, about how many injuries or damages that was done that occurred from that. Uh, they don't expect a tsunami to be uh, generated from this quake. But they say that uh, 150,000 people were in need of aid following the last earthquake, and so people are still in trauma after that, and then this happened. Well, we have an asteroid passing by. Uh, that is coming uh, tomorrow, next day. Um, tomorrow. And it's an asteroid that's bigger than the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's coming at breakneck speed. I was checking the charts on this one, and yes, it is bigger than most of the asteroids that pass by Earth, and it is moving really, really, really fast. Astronomers have been following this asteroid 2017 VR-12 since it was detected last November. They're saying it's an enormous space rock and it will shave past our planet in the early, early hours of tomorrow morning. It measures over 1,500 feet in dia diameter and it's traveling at 14,000 miles per hour. Now that's coming fairly close, but it's not too close. It's going to pass by us at 3.8 lunar distances. But what has everybody's attention is the fact that it's so large and it's moving so fast. So it's got their attention. In Japan, the Shimodaki volcano has uh, exploded again. Now this volcano was featured in the 1967 James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice. <laughs> and uh, it has been shooting smoke and ash thousands of meters into the sky today. It's caused cancellation of flights to and from nearby airports. And they say this eru eruption is likely to continue for some time. That's the first time in seven years that this volcano has demonstrated explosive uh, activity. There have been no injuries, uh, but they have extended their alerts. And in our science section, uh, boy, something called biostasis. We see this a lot in sci-fi movies. They'll show astronauts traveling through long distances of space, coming out of their biofreeze containers. So we tend to think of that as sci-fi. But DARPA is planning on doing something like this, not for space travel, but to freeze injured soldiers on the battlefield. They want to buy some extra time for battlefield injuries because often medical troops can't get there fast enough. So what scientists want to do is to slow down time. And in a program from DARPA's uh, 
agency, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, uh, they aim to find a way to slow down the body's biochemical reaction and create a suspended state until medical care is available for the soldiers. They're calling the program Biostasis, and they want to slow down life in order to save life, according to DARPA. Now, how are they going to do this? Well, they are studying other life forms on this planet that have evolved ways to stay alive in what would be otherwise impossible environments. And these life forms are called tardigrades. They are microscopic creatures that are also known as water bears. And um, I've heard about water bears. Maybe many of you have too. Uh, Tardigrades survive freezing, dehydration, and extreme radiation. How do they do this? They go into a suspended state called cryptobiosis. And in that state, all of their metabolic processes appear to stop, and the organisms are yet alive. Well, that is just their uh, biological and evolutionary way of surviving. And DARPA considers that uh, if they can imitate what tardigrades do, that we can invent a treatment that will be successful to slow down all biological functions as long as it doesn't damage our cellular processes when the body returns to its active state. And they're saying that technologies developed through the biostasis program could also be used to extend the shelf life of blood products or biological regions and drugs and so on. So they're working on it. They say it'll be a few years before they come up with a method, but biostasis, no longer sci-fi, uh, it's in the works to actually become a way to keep people alive uh, in suspension. That is wild. Wow. It gets crazier and crazier. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Well, uh, in our high strangeness section, mothman-like entity was seen near a truck stop on the Illinois-Wisconsin border. An eyewitness reported to the UFO clearinghouse uh, seeing a Mothman-like being on his way home uh, in night. And I'm going to read to you what he said. This is what he says, eyewitness statement. He said, I was driving home on 94, Interstate 94, and I was headed back home. I pulled into the truck stop to get something to drink and something to eat on my way home. It was about 11.30 p.m. when I left the store, got in my car. And as I was pulling out of the parking lot to get onto the interstate, I noticed what looks like a large person standing to the side of the road. Well, this thing looks right at me with very bright red eyes. And then it opened a huge pair of wings and started to fly off like some kind of big bat. The whole uh, expletive omitted thing... (laughs) That whole (laughs) darn thing took less than five seconds. But I know what I saw, and it looked like a giant skinny man with a large pair of wings and red eyes. And these Mothman uh, sightings have been occurring um, frequently over the states, throughout the United States in the last number of months. There has been a rash of them. So here's yet another one. This is wild stuff. And... uh, All of you who follow these kinds of events will be interested to know that. You can go to the UFO Clearinghouse and find out more about it, or check on the Internet. You'll find it. But what a story. And I have a quote for you tonight. 
before we go away. Do the difficult things while they are easy and do the great things while they are small. A journey of a thousand miles must begin with a single step. Lao Tzu. So, we start things, and also Einstein said, Einstein said, um, let's see if I can find that for you. Sorry, guys, lost my place. Ah, I'm sorry, it was Vincent Van Gogh. He said, in alignment with Lao Tzu said, what he said, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And a journey of a thousand miles must begin with a single step. So even though we have lots of problems ahead of us and the world is in a state, if each one of us takes our little steps and we do the little things, that's how big changes happen. And as we all know as Starseed, it's what we do in our personal lives. Little self-improvements and awakenings and uh, developments, personal developments as we grow, it's going to make a difference in the future. So no no act, action on our part to improve ourselves or to do some good in this world is too small. It all adds up. So there it is. And and, and speaking of that, I know that we like to send the uh, violet light to those that are suffering across the planet and be a good idea, good point in time to just think about that and take that kind of what seems to be a small action to help all of those right now across the planet who are really in having a tough time with with earth changes and political upheavals and economic upheavals and all of that. So your actions matter. My actions matter. All of our actions together matter a lot. So there we have it. What a great time to be alive. and And it's just a wonderful life, really. So from my heart to each one of you, I send you much love and look forward to next week when we have some more news. It's going to be a great show Except tonight, Ariel. <laughs> Except it'll oh, be, yeah, it won't be uh, next March 27th. Yeah. <laughs> March 27th. Well, that won't be long. Yeah. The way time goes, it'll seem like tomorrow to me. Time goes <laughs> yeah. so fast. Yeah. I think I'm always so. taking out the garbage. The days just always run together. Don't you all think <laughs> that time is speeding up? Ariel, oh, has anybody talked to you about that? Everybody does. Are you, everybody, uh, yeah. it's not just me. Yeah. I mean, it's just no, amazing. No, it's widespread. It is amazing. So I just can't keep up with things. But anyway, when we come back together, we'll have some more news. In the meantime, I'll be scouring the headlines and see what's going on out there. I'll be ready for you when you get back. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Anastasia, for a great job with the Starseed News once again. And now... Um, I am going to get Lavender's mic open and our guest, Lightstar. Just let me get to that on the switchboard here. Okay. Are you there, Lightstar? I am here. Excellent. Lavender? I'm here. Okay. Take it away, girls. (laughs) Well, Lightstar, I love this of cards that you sent me called Magical Dimensions. But before we start talking about the cards, I'd like for you to share with our listening audience a little bit about yourself and Mm -hmm. if you have any ET experiences or celestial experiences that you want to share with our audience, they would love to hear it. You know, we have a very awake audience, so there's nothing to say that will shock anyone. (laughs) That's what I love about you guys. (laughs) 
That's what I love about you guys. You guys are just the best um, radio program for this. So, uh, so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yes, I am a, uh, I'd basically say I'm a visual attunement artist and celestial channel, and I'm also a Starseed ambassador. And I do a lot of different things out there, multidimensionally speaking. Um, and I've really uh, immersed myself in my artwork as well as bringing forth uh, divine light codes and light languages that have been coming out uh, really constantly for the last many, many years, but especially the last uh, eight, nine years. And so I've been doing a lot of work with clients and uh, also in soul origins. So I bring forth a lot of um, you know, where people are, are originated from, whether it be the star, star seed, angelic, or elemental realms. And I work in pretty much all of those different types of realms. And um, just bringing forth a lot of great stuff to help people on their life purpose, especially for people to get going on their path. Uh, there's blocks or challenges along the way. And I help them to dissolve those and to move forward um, mostly without fear, because that's usually what stops people. So um, that's basically what I do and uh, what I've been doing for the past 10 years, even though I did come from a very corporate background. So this is not something I've always done since I was young, but it really shifted and changed into this kind of work, as um, most of us do when we become awakened. So now I'm just really... Uh, on the path to help other people with this and to bring forth whatever I can uh, in, by way of my light language transmissions and uh, different, different uh, art processes and so many different ways that I just help people to activate them and to get them on their path. Um, so did, so, gosh, so yeah. let me ask you, were you born this way? Did it come to you later or was there a date and time that you can look back on and say aha everything mm -hmm. just kind of stepped in my galactic body all at once <laughs> well you know I would say I know that I was always intuitive well I shouldn't say I didn't always know that I was intuitive I was intuitive but I didn't know it when I was younger so I wasn't having a lot of support from family in terms of them not knowing any of this either so you can't really blame them um most of our parents didn't know and so you know the, you, we all grow up just kind of figuring it out for ourselves but i do know that um i had a few different experiences when i was about nine years old i had um i was i was very very sensitive as a child really strong empath but again not knowing it so you get overwhelmed when you don't know these things as a child and so the overwhelm was happening, but I remember one time uh, my mom took me to a place that she was going to, and it was, a, it was like a guru that she was going to be seeing. And so there was, I was the only child there. There was just all adults. But um, I remember that incident where this guru kept saying these chants over and over again. I didn't know what he was saying. I'm just nine years old sitting there. But I do remember feeling afterwards uh, – some some type of shift happened because I remembered one of the chants that he said over like, you know, he must have said 20 different chants, but this one stuck in my head. And afterwards, I we were walking out in the parking lot and I turned to my mom and I said, 
it was blue. And she said, what was blue? I said, the color around him was blue. And I remembered this this uh, phrase or a chant that he said, even to this day, and I didn't even know what it meant, but I just kept it stuck in my head. And after that, I feel like some of the auras started to come forth. So there must have been something that shifted in that moment that helped to kind of awaken. But generally speaking, um, I was really not aware of being an intuitive empath until I was in my like late maybe 20s into 30s. So it was really later in life that things started to become more clear as to why I felt everything so intensely and why I was just I felt like overwhelmed when I was around other people and that I probably take took on some of their energies, my family as well and friends. This really, really sensitive, but um, that did come out later in life, <laughs> not so much uh, too much in the early phases of just, you know, now I look back on it and I say, wow, you know, I was really having these experiences, but I, I didn't know what they were. I didn't have anybody to talk to them about. I'm sure people can relate to this when you're, you kind of grow up and you just have to stuff it all because you're not really sure what to do with it all. So, so that's what I, I would say about you know, the early life. But that one incident I can recall did help to open up some of the gifts. But once they started to open up a little, I got I got scared of them. I didn't know what they meant. And so I sort of closed the door again, <laughs> thus really not moving too much into that uh, realm until later uh, when I was ready for the awakening process to happen. Lavendor, we can't hear you. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I had it. Oh. I'm sorry. I was just talking and I realized I wasn't even on. Okay, sorry. I think, <laughs> Light Star, that what you've just described is what a lot of us have gone through. It's, yep. you know, the awakening and then we have to go back to sleep and then we're out with our parents and our peers and going to school and, and we're different, but, but we don't want to tell people how different we are because we want to be accepted, you know, mm-hmm. the acceptance that hits uh, us on this planet is is ex- extremely strong. But then yeah. after a while I discovered that acceptance was not the, was not the um the thing that I thought it was. And once mm-hmm. I discovered that I don't have to be accepted by anyone, then I started finding my true power. Did that happen for you? Yeah, I really I agree with that because I think it takes a certain amount of courage and a certain amount of confidence to get to that level to say you know, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. I'm just going to do what what is coming forth and what I'm intuitively feeling, and I'm going to start accepting what is coming forth. Now, I know that, you know, especially someone that is doing and speaking light language, it's very challenging in the very beginning to uh, feel okay about that. (laughs) You know, it's not like a, you know, you're just getting out there and, and seeing a, a process or something that happened to you. This is you stepping out on a limb, um, potentially really having people look at you and going, oh, my God, she's crazy. <laughs> what is that? So it really is uh, – I have a lot of respect for people, especially that are stepping into the field of uh, speaking light language because I know what it takes, and I know that the courage that has to come forth in order to come, uh, to come out with this knowing that it is, um, this is definitely something that's awakening uh, a lot of people on the planet right now. 
not just the language is awakening for people and activating, but for people starting to speak their own languages. It's just becoming, I get so many people I know that I activate and that are now doing it themselves. So uh, it does take a lot of courage and a lot of um, faith and trust and, and all of that in yourself as well as your guides, your higher self, uh, to really step forward into this arena. I, too, am finding that a lot of light language is showing up in a lot of different places. And, and you said out on a limb. Well, I think you're, it's beyond the limb, okay? <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I wanted to ask you, uh, what state do you live in? Are you in Arizona? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Sedona, Arizona. I thought so because when I was looking at the cards, I kept seeing a lot of, a lot of things that I knew were in Sedona on these cards. Yes, yes, <laughs> there is You've definitely. You've got to be living in Arizona or Sedona. Yes. These, these cards are just living. absolutely beautiful. How long did it take you to put them together? And who was the artist? I'm the artist. I'm You're the artist. the artist. Yeah, I'm the artist, the author, the creator, the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> it's all me. Well, I shouldn't say take credit for it because it's actually my guides and, and the yeah. energies coming through. But it is all my art. Um so that's the first half of my art. So uh, I think some of the people that might be seeing the um, pictures that I've uh, that are on your blog tag radio, those are some of my newer art uh, work. So it's not in the deck, but um, that will be in a second deck eventually. So those are bringing through a lot of the star codes and uh, star images as well. So yeah, this is all my own artwork. Um, this took uh, a long time. You figure I had to come up with at least 44 images, but I just kept, um, I knew that, that my art was always going to be turned into an Oracle deck because as I was creating my artwork, I felt that this needs to be in an Oracle deck. So that was always the premise. It just took uh, several years to come out with the, enough to put into the deck. Um, and it is truly a magical deck, <laughs> and people are loving it. So I'm really glad that you like it as well. I, it is it is awesome. I I I have people sending me cards uh, quite often, but I don't think I've ever seen anything as so strong and powerful as these cards. Yeah, I think that the energy is what I've been getting the most comments on about them. Is that there's something about them that like just the energy of it. And that's one of the things that as I was um, channeling this whole project, basically, they were showing me my guides and uh, the angels and the star friends and the elementals that were all a part of this uh, really want to activate people in, you know, while they're having it in their hands. So I have created it as, uh, yes, you can use them as oracle cards, but you can also use these as activators. So I have um, a whole booklet that's the guidebook a full-color guidebook. It's actually beautiful. And th that actually shows ways to use the cards themselves as activators so that you can use them on altar spaces. And there are so many different other uses than just that. You know, there's, you can put them under your pillow at night, put them in your car, put them on your window, um, your bathroom mirror. Uh, I have a lady that actually taped, uh, she took out all of the, the seven chakra cards in the deck and she taped them to the underside of a massage table. And that way, when people are laying on the table, the energy goes up through their chakras in the respective places. And so there's many, many different ways that people are using this deck, but that is one of the things that they wanted to uh, bring is to help people to, with their own intuition, 
to strengthen it and also to energize and activate people to bring them closer together with the star family to the angelics and to the elemental realm because that's generally the three that I'm, I'm most active with and that's what this deck is really doing for people. It's amazing. One of the things that I really like about this particular deck of cards is the way that you had the box designed to hold it so that it's sturdy. And, you know, a lot of people get cards and and they don't have a place to put them or they, they, you know, Mm -hmm. fall out or, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes to keep all your cards together. But the way you have this designed... Once you're through with them, they have a, the rightful place to go back to. And then I know that this beautiful image at the top of the mm-hmm. of the box that cleanses the cards. After yeah, it's a very that was one of my I had to have that in this in this deck. But yes, the box is like a magical keepsake box. It's beautiful in itself, and uh, the symbol does keep it. I know that sometimes people use take out their cards and they like to put them in a velvet bag. So yeah, you can still do that. But if you want to keep them in the box, this actually, the symbol, it's a star code symbol that does keep the energies clear. So it doesn't, you know, sometimes you forget to like, oh, I didn't cleanse the deck or something like that. You don't have to worry about it. It's already clear. So uh, that's what I wanted, that high vibrational, high frequency uh, energy in this deck. And that's what, what really is the thing, the drive here is just to bring people to a higher level to a higher frequency and to uh amongst all the other things so yeah i i love the deck they did the publisher did a great job of this um with unique like i said the guidebook all full color and um was very very pleased with the way it turned out how how many years did it take you to put this together probably at least uh, at least three maybe four um, sometimes when you're working with uh, my first deck that I did publish myself, um, that deck was out for at least about a year, and then it got picked up by a publisher who wanted to, you know, take it on, and they revised it to where it's got like the really nice quality to it and the finish and all of that. Um, so that takes another year for it to actually come from their hands to, you know, out to the public again. So it's it's quite a long process for. Uh, to go through the traditional publishers. But in the end, they create a very beautiful deck um, quality-wise, and they were really great about not changing any of my artwork or you know, taking it and just doing what they want with it. They really stuck to the artwork, and um, they were really great to work with too. So very happy about it. And I'm just happy because I want it to get out to the world so that people can experience it. Absolutely. Now, do you do you do classes there in Sedona? Do you have a, a, a place where you do circles? Or tell us more about um, how people can find you when they come to Sedona. Well, yes, I am. I don't have a, a classes per se that we do here. Um, I do private sessions if people are coming into town, but primarily my work is done mostly through Skype and online and all throughout uh, internationally speaking. So um, people can actually come to have session work with me from anywhere in the world. Um, but if they are coming through town, I, I do, t- you know, see people in person as well. And, um, you know, through the many different ways that I have of, of offering services, because I have a huge array of services that I offer for, um, you know, through the 
the oracle readings as well as my interdimensional starseed alignment sessions, which are really focused and targeted on people's soul origins, blocks and challenges, and uh, upgrades. And um, so they can, again, they can do any of these types of things. Um, celestial channeling I do through automatic writing, so that can be through anywhere. So, and I have a whole host of light language activations so that I can, um, I have a light language uh, foundations audio class that I actually do. It's all audio so people can download it and, and, and use that in the privacy of your own home. Um, and then I have a lot of other types of activation through my artwork. Um, one in particular where I'm actually seeing the light codes and the frequencies and energies that are around a person as like a download, but they haven't gotten a, the energy package has not quite gotten into the, the, their their energy yet. And I'm actually drawing this code, what's in their field. And then by nature of the art that itself, when they look at it, it starts to open up the package and get the download. So it's kind of a unique uh, energy signature light code art that I create, as well as doing visionary art portraits for people and uh, life path uh, activations, uh, all different types of things. So, Let's talk um, about that for a moment. You said you do part yeah. portraits for people. Do you like see them from another lifetime, or do you see their guides, or how does that work? Well, the portraits are very interesting. Uh, there's many different ways that I can do it, but one way is that someone can actually send me a photograph of them, like a picture of them, high resolution, and I will actually uh, tune into their energy, and I will create using that image or if they would like it to, or I can just go with whatever, but I will tune in and create uh, them, like literally their portrait as either a star being or could be an elemental or could be in the angelic realms or some kind of um, mystical, magical, you know, priestess or goddess or whatever comes. And then I will create that in an image for them to utilize either by, they could use that on their websites for uh, if I know it's going to be a header, like for Facebook and social media, and I can do it for that, or just a picture that they want to have and then create it you know, larger and put it on their wall. And so that's one way um, that I create the portraits. And then I'm also creating um, another type of, uh, it's not really a portrait, but it's more their life path uh, code activation. So that, again, I'm drawing um, several different scenes in that, in that energy where, um, and that does include a lot of light language codes and a lot of light language scripts or symbols, um, things that are coming forth to help them specifically for their life path. So I even include the, the numerology in that. So I'll, I'll um, calculate what their birth uh, numerology life path is, and I embed it subtly into the image. So it's really activating just for them. I love doing those. Those are really fun just really activating that, that people in different ways. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that people will go on your website and um, see all the different things that you have to offer. So tell us some news from Sedona. Is there anything uh, new and exciting that we need to know about the area where you're living? Yeah, you know, one thing that I will say about Sedona, and I've been here for about nine years, so I've kind of, you know, which is actually a long time. For Sedona people, um, there's a lot of transient, you know, coming and going here always. But uh, for being here for nine years, it's actually a pretty long time considering. And so I've been seeing lately there is an influx of people 
moving here. And um, that happens all the time, yes, but I'm seeing a lot of people in the last, especially the last year, that people are actually coming to move here and to, like, play, you know, place down roots. And they seem to be, I'm not saying every single person, you know, that's coming here is like this, but I do feel there's an influx of the the energies, frequencies that people are bringing that are um, high-level frequencies. And they are doing high-level work. Uh, Lots of starseeds are always drawn to Sedona for obvious reasons. Um, but I'm definitely seeing an increase in people moving here more than, than I have before. Um, you know, this is one of the, the early crystal cities, the vortexes on the planet. And so this is a draw for people, a natural draw for people. But I'm feeling there's people getting um, really activated to do their work. And that's one of the things Sedona does for you here is to kind of push you if you're not doing your work yet, your true work, you know, your soul work, um, or getting uh, drawn here to be helping you to activate to do that. So that's what I'm seeing is an influx of people um, settling here. I know that when I was in that area, I I had a house up in Flagstaff uh, for a couple of years, and during that period of time, I came down to, um, oh, gee, what's that place just north of Sedona? Oh, goodness. Cottonwood? Uh, oh, north about of About three or four miles north. And I got a little cabin, and I stayed there three months. And I noticed when I would go into town, the the um, the type of people that were coming there and living there and the ones that would come and get their information once they got their information or what they needed, then they no longer mm-hmm. could stay there. It's yeah. like something just that would happens. run them right yeah. out of town. <laughs> yeah, or they get the they get the the inkling and they get the note they get the download that they're supposed to now take their gifts and whatever they learned here and take it out into the world. So um, that actually was happening to myself as well at one point, deciding whether I was going to stay here or not. When I actually really asked guides and my, um, I almost asked Sedona, like in general, um, it was like a, a feeling of, you know, I, I just finished a university. You know, I just finished four-year university here because this is the hardest university on the planet or one of them, one of the hardest universities on the planet. When you come to Sedona, you're entrenched in working on yourself. And so it's like I finished the four years. Now I asked Sedona, can I stay? Can I teach? You know, am I allowed to be like a, a, you know, a teacher now? Can I be a professor? And so there was a while where I wasn't sure that Sedona itself was going to let me do that. But they ended up where, you know, for the moment anyways, it did end up passing and I'm still here. So I guess the answer was yes. So sometimes it is a question mark of whether you want to stay, whether your energy is ready to stay, um, or whether you're better suited to move on and take your gifts out to the world elsewhere because there's a lot of density everywhere on the planet and we need people that are star seeds as well to be in all places not just gathered in one congregational awesome place but you know we need people that are everywhere to hold down the energy of the earth and Gaia and all of that you know there's a place in in Utah Moab Utah uh, yeah has mm-hmm. a, a similar uh, landscape like Sedona, mm-hmm. but people haven't really found it yet. It's I like love it's, Moab. It's real. 
it's real pristine and, and no one's shown up there to to make it to make it a power place. Have you been to? Well, Moab? now now that you just said it, now everyone's gonna go move there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, more about some of your experiences that you've had that you would be willing to share with us about your celestial contacts or yeah. things that you know uh, would interest our audience. Well, I think that this has really been fascinating to me is that um, especially what this has to do with creating my art as well. My artwork gets created in so many different ways, but a lot of it is through dream time and through uh, and also in waking state visions. But when I was creating, um, like for instance, I'd have a, a, a concept of what I was going to create in my art and I'd move along. And then I'd have either a dream or an actual vision of a being, a star being, um, or in one of the dimensions that would sort of come in and almost sideswipe that project that I was doing in a way to say, nope, I'm next. So I was like, I was having these people just step in in front of the line. And that happened um, many different times. Um, For instance, one time I had a dream very specifically about these beings that were like mermaids, okay? So they were like the mer people. And I wasn't really that into like mermaids in my life. I mean, I think the concept is awesome and beautiful, but I didn't really, it wasn't that big of a deal for me. But this dream was very, very significant. And these mermaids actually gave me a mermaid name in my dream. And I woke up and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then I, but I thought, okay, that's a cool dream. What is beautiful. And yet the next few days I kept running into people that would tell me something about a mermaid or some kind of mermaid energy that was just in my face like so I couldn't deny it. And I finally looked at, looked at that and I said, oh, they want, they want me to create them. They want me to create, you know, their portrait basically. So these are – because I'm not only doing portraits for people that are in 3D. I'm doing portraits for all the different beings that come to me in dream state or when they start to realize, hey, you know, she's down there doing this, and they start stepping in line, and then some of them come to the front of the line. So in that case, I had to sort of stop what I was doing and then start to work on the people images. And uh, so that's happened to me several times um, in dream time, as well as when I was doing, like, uh, for instance, the Andromedans uh, came in really strong when I was creating my Andromeda healing matrix image. And not only did they, you know, come and appear to me, like physically, where I could actually energetically also, but they were activating me and providing me with um, healing tones. So I was already speaking the Andromeda language, but as I was creating the actual image, I was also receiving the Andromedan tone. So there's things that have come in just from my own self from creating the artwork, but also inter- interconnecting, intercommunicating with these beings. And these are real beings. These are real places. These are real beings. These are real energies. Um, and it comes, like I said, in, in the dream time, but also waking state. And I just had a really, really strong one that I just finished my most recent picture, which is a, it's a, it's called Valion, the Wisdom Keeper, and it's actually it was dragon energy. Now I was really, I have love dragons. Some I always like dragons, but this was very, very strong, and this dragon energy came to me 
in a waking state, conscious waking state, told me his name, what he was, what order he came from, why he was coming, why he was there, and this turned into a visual art piece as well. It's very powerful for people who really like dragons. It's, um, It's really strong and yet very powerful. And also provided me with dragon language, which I had not experienced before either. So, How many different languages have you come across? Well, so far, I'm, I mean, it's kind of lost track, but I know it's about 20, maybe a little bit over 20, because I have about six of them-ish where they're still unidentified, even for myself. But I've identified uh, at least a good, you know, good, like, 20, or I'd say probably about 17, 15, 17, that I know where they're coming from. I've taken the time to, you know, integrate all of them. Because I think I had said this before on uh, one of the other meetings that I was on a couple years ago, where it's like there's so many of them coming at once for me that I had to take a few years of integration time just to say, okay, I need to integrate because I want to know where they're coming from. I want to know what the stream is. I want to, you know, get this clear. Not that I have to know everything, but just that I needed to feel better about what I was bringing forth. And so that's where I've been on this process. Of, uh, I know there's more because I finally opened up the door um, at least over a year ago to just say, okay, I've integrated enough. Now I'm ready for some more. And then here they come. So they were just kind of waiting to come in <laughs> until I was ready. So, yeah, it's, a, it's quite the process. To be honest, it's pretty amazing um, speaking these languages and bringing them forth and, uh, and seeing how they're, they're activating people is just amazing. Well, the card number 28, Magical Rams, that girl that's wearing that outfit, i got to have an outfit like that. I love this card. <laughs> <laughs> she is really a go-getter. The way that you have uh, put in each of the cards different codes at different levels. It's like when I look mm-hmm. at some of these cards, I know that there's an elemental in there, there's a fairy in yeah. there, then there's mm-hmm. an ET over here, and then there's a number over here. It's like so many codes jump out at different at different levels that you're looking at the card. Yeah. Yeah, these are this deck is very multifaceted and multidimensional um in nature. Really, there's a lot, even in, even on the cards themselves, don't even have the full art piece because most of the time I had to crop off some of the actual art. So if you go to my website, you actually can see the full, like, image where it's not cropped off. Um, and I'm starting to change that on my next deck so that the images don't crop off. But basically, there is a, so much detail in a lot of the images that it is when you see it and then your eye goes to something else it activates you. Or I go oh, to something else, it activates. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very enthralled with the way that you have coded. These are definitely galactically inspired. And it comes from oh, yeah. realms. You know, I see the angelic mm-hmm. realm, the, and mm-hmm. the galactic realm, the elemental realm, and it's like mm-hmm. you encompass the crystal realm, the, the, the stone people, the, the tree people. Every, yeah, I was... Been able to put it all together. I just think this is very, very unique and magical. 
that's why I, that's really what I wanted to do was to not have just like an elven deck or just a fairy deck or just an angel deck. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just felt like I wanted more. I wanted people to experience um, more. And so I really wanted to just not limit it to those realms, but just bring as much of it as I could. I think there's more uh, probably from the elemental realms or from those realms here in this deck, um, just because the nature of my, my art started to change. And then, you know, by the time I've already finished this deck. So that's why in the future, my next deck will be um, including all the star, uh, star people and the star code. So it'll be a little more uh, painted a little more towards the start, but I still want to have, you know, some of the other realms in there as well. Do you also um, have these cards as posters? Can people order them to frame? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can order any of these images uh, online. And I have them, generally speaking, as uh, photographic paper that people could just buy photos of them, or they can buy them mounted to gator board, or the really the high-end ones are the metal prints that I have that are absolutely beautiful, but they're printed on an aluminum metal, so they have a a really nice luminescent kind of uh, look to it. It's really like this rich, very saturated color, very depth and luminous looking. And um, so you can get them all on those. And I also have them on uh, fleece blankets, believe it or not. You can get like the big, huge, like 60 by 80 or 50 by 60 fleece blanket of one of these and wrap really? yourself in it. Yeah, I have them. Uh, it's really great because you can not just use it for blankets, but they can be used for massage table covers. They're so soft. It's like velvet material, so it's really soft, but you can use them for, I mean, you could put it on your wall, um, you know, your massage table, the couch, couch covers, uh, bed spreads, you, you name it, like lots of different uses. So I have many different ways of the images that people can get in whatever if they're drawn to one or, you know, they can look at that on my website as well. One of the cards that really captured my eye was the one, number 16, forgiveness, redemption, rebirth, and uh, regeneration. And it's a picture mm -hmm. of a trunk and a woman's mm -hmm. face at the top. And at the bottom looks like there's a an elemental mm -hmm. fairy-looking creature that just... Wow. I mean, yeah, I looked at this and said, I would like to know what was happening to you the day you painted this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. this is a That was an interesting image because it, it's representative of, of Gaia, of Mother, you know, Mother Earth. When we're feeling crappy and when we feel like we are just despondent and can't go on or we've failed, you know, that feeling of I can't do it or I, did, I didn't do it right or you know, I suck or whatever people are feeling. Um, and yet that, that going into Mother Earth, like that beautiful womb space of having um, Mother Gaia just sol giving you uh, solace and, and regenerating you and making, you know, and helping you saying, you know, there's no need, need to feel like that and to forgive yourself as well. So it's a, that's a really powerful um, rejuvenator as well as healer that particular card. Yeah. Well, I you just did an absolute fantastic job, and I hope that you're able to get these out to bookstores and to mm -hmm. take them to where the conferences are. And, yeah, everybody needs to see these cards. Uh, this is going yeah, to be they're, um, 
a way for a lot of people to wake up and be activated. If mm-hmm. people are awake, this will just this will just upgrade them. If right. you know, if they're asleep, they'll really get it quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really true, and and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go uh, as well to the traditional publisher because they have ways of getting it out to the bookstores and and then booksellers can you know buy them directly so the people can get them anywhere i mean yes you can get them on my website and i prefer that people do just because um you know it's it's helpful for me to support the to support me but um you can you know people in international can also buy it through me but they can also uh if they're booksellers internationally speaking uh they can just go to their book distributors that they normally buy through and they can get them at wholesale prices so that is another way of getting it out there to people who want to actually sell the deck themselves. Um, I'm going to take this deck to the Starseed Quest next week to Arkansas. Absolutely. Awesome. I will be sharing it with our with our group. That's great. I that think that would be this deck to do that. So I'm looking at the time, so I'm seeing that um, I need to pass you over to our my co-host, Ariel. And she has a switchboard, and maybe some people would like to to call in and talk to you if you're available. Okay, absolutely. Thank you so much, Lavender. Thank you, honey. And anytime you want to come on to announce anything or, you know, always contact me and let me know if there's something special you want to to, um, to say to our star seeds. You, you always absolutely. have um, an invitation to come on anytime you want. Aww. Thank you. That is so sweet. Well, I'm so honored. Back to you, Ariel. Okay. Well, um, I have I have not seen all of the cards, but the ones that I had samples of, they are absolutely gorgeous. I have to agree. Um, Thank you. But so let me just um, let people know that if if they want to ask you a question, uh, if they're already on the switchboard, then they just need to press one so that we know they want to come on the air. And if you're listening on the computer, then just pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292, and then once you're in, press 1, and um, we'll get that squared away. But in the meantime, um, I'm, I'm just really wanting to hear some samples of light languages, because when I've heard you do that before, it was so powerful. Um, it really mm-hmm. stuck with me. Awesome. I would love to. Yes, I would love to do that. Um, I suppose I should probably just give a slight bit of uh, before I actually do a language just because I like to tell people in case someone's not familiar with it or they don't know. Most of the people I'm sure that are listening to your uh, show are familiar with light language by now. But just in case someone isn't uh, familiar with it, we want to just say what the, it's just. This is a basically uh, light language is an energy language, and so it's really to be felt, to be interpreted, if you will, from more of a heart space rather than a mind and analytical space. So we don't want to analyze from the mind because you won't understand it that way. Um, and it really is more of a, for me when I do these languages. I'm actually bringing through and transmitting. Uh, different types of energy codes. And so they go and they reverberate through my body and they will then go out to whoever, you know, is picking it up or whoever's listening. And it's different for everyone. So sometimes when I speak a few different languages, 
there will be different responses from the same language. I mean, I could have four people sitting in front of me speak one language and all four people will get something different from it and they will interpret it differently, they will feel it differently. One person may not feel anything with that language, but then the next one they're just really um, activated by. So it's, it's very unique and individual even though even when it's in a group setting like this where I'm you know, just speaking to uh, the masses in that way, it's still going to be individual on how someone's receiving it. So I just wanted to set that up a little bit before we okay. you know, move into them. So um, the first thing I, I was feeling I want to bring forth is uh, Lyran energy. And the Lyran energy that I would like to bring through is, is definitely related to the feline, more on a feline level of things. So there's going to be all of you Lyran felines that connect with that energy. Um, there's a lot of Lyrans here. And so this one is, uh, is really going to be... Uh, Usually when I bring through Liran, it's just this connection to home and connection to uh, this beautiful energy. So I just want people to experience that, experience whatever they, they feel. So everybody just kind of where you're at, just kind of close your eyes and just kind of listen and I'll just go. Retornar. Zarekiteri harana. Rokurar Zariarnar Uzuya Mati Ibi Arakiter Zarurnoro Varnegibe Ran Tiriarnaki Rutusoro Runari Zerna Rasarangiri Rotorna Tarian Zuruku Turamarazeria Zararari Karnar Terna Veriarna Gari Zurukurumar Parne Garze Runderi Renar. Everybody kind of take deep breath in on that one. And just experience whatever your body wants to feel or experience, shift or change, enlighten, deepen. And that one really anchors uh, a lot of energy coming forth, too, for uh, people really wanting to connect to home. Uh, there's a lot of star seeds that feel lost, feel alone, feel separate. Um, that's changing, but yet I feel also the Lyran energy is pulling people together and also bringing that sense of, uh, you know, Lyran's lost their home because the planet got destroyed. And so there's an innateness in Lyran's that feel very disconnected um, and always trying to find their home, always trying to find their people and feeling very uh, sometimes alone that this energy helps to kind of reconnect and re, uh, reestablish a plug, a network, if you will. It's beautiful. Okay, so I guess I'm just going to go into the next one here that I'm feeling energetically. Um, now, this one's going to be a little bit stronger energy because I'm feeling like the 
this this is the Syrian. And Syrian energy comes through very assertively, but I also feel like it wants to come through and activate people specifically to um, bring forth a, a stronger assertiveness. This is the best way I can really describe it. So, um, so here we go with this one. Yak Shintik Hal Zam Dalek Vinyasta Beknashel San Alekik El Astal Shalik Van Astek Shanki Lak Gulstolak and Bayak Ishtarhal Kaliak Bukul Lak Enestakel Bashi Shante Akilek San Elek Ashitek Wuson Alakesh Shanti Akal Mistukul Fashik Ma Laikem Bakilek Nak Alash Sol Akalakesh Shalakale Ish Fokit Hal Alek Nast Umash Shakili Kaleme Alakal Sotalia Kal Dalehi Kalam And again, I'd like people just to take a nice deep breath in with that. And just breathe in that strong, assertive energy, also assisting your body. This goes into also the DNA to shift, to activate, to awaken. And I also want to bring forth uh, Arcturian. Arcturian energy is uh, when it comes through, it's usually coming through to help with clearing the mind of the mental chatter. (laughs) You know, most of us have this issue with mental chatter and that just keeps going. Our mind keeps spinning around. And and so we want to bring forth uh, this, Arcturian energy because they help to clear and get us back into the heart, but also to uh, clear the mind so that it's focused. Um, they also help with with uh, intuition as well to getting that clear, you know, third eye really open and clear. canasta. <sighs> Again, that nice deep breath in. Allowing your mind to be sort of clear. Just scatter. You just see all the scattery energy just kind of floating away. 
as we drop down further deeper into our higher heart as well as the heart. Yeah, you have really beautiful energy coming through as well to just clear the air and clear people's third eyes as well. Hmm. I think that's it for the moment, unless you want me to continue doing some more. (laughs) Well, um, are are the Pleiadians... um, Oh yes, of course. Groups that you work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the Pleiadian uh, energy. Of course, you guys are all all connected to Pleiadian. So let's do that. Um, okay, let me bring through. So obviously, this is definitely going to be heart oriented and very connected to heart energy and to um, loving energies, calming and soothing energies as well. Venai hafali, shula kane hisehami, venswa lahi nekili asohu mashife, sohurakari amale sahani kaishuma, seola nilea sulgavea, sorarea salehuma, diana amse. Salia kahin, salia sohumali, se aranai ku, sumashia yaranai, suinirian, kuranumali e kula shania kashe hula, then sohali, kainehi kuhani, sohumashe, lehina, mahe soe, deso bashianai, kaile. Sumalaite lashini keleatam Sumaine ukula kale Lasa nania shohulam Vesubai kaileana Lahime Sumashaide Saisa solare Take a nice deep breath in with that There's a lot of emotions coming here With that um I also feel like this is going out for certain people that may be listening to this that uh, are having some perhaps pain, uh, feeling emotional pain, wanting to clear and just cleanse. Because um, I feel like there was a lot of uh, of assistance coming forth for people that are in pain in that way. And so we wanted to just bless you and energize and uh, rejuvenate you with that loving energy from the Pleiades. Oh, that was beautiful. There's just there's something so soothing about that. Yeah. That one, I mean, I got tears with that one. So um, that happens quite often with the Pleiades. They come in and, and uh, you know, produce the emotion. They bring us really dropping you down into, I always think of it as though the Pleiades are kind of like the heart energy. Um, sometimes the Arcturians go more into the higher hearts, but, the Pleiadians are just all heart. And so the energy comes forth um, very loving, very soothing, and very calming because they know that it's dense down here. And we have to, we have to kind of 
you know, go through the muck and through the density here that is difficult for starborn because we're used to the higher dimensions and we're used to being in places that aren't so heavy. And so they understand that very well. They've traversed a lot of that in their own uh, worlds. And so they're here to help us with that, to um, remember who we are and to remember to go into the heart and to just breathe and it's okay. And they are truly almost like the, the Mother Earth, you know, where they're that just falling into Mother Earth's arms when you're sad or need comfort or um, need support. And that's the Pleiadian energy to me. It just feels very loving and soothing and always supportive. And not that they all aren't. It's just you can see the differences with the energies. You know, some of them are much more aggressive or assertive, and then others are just more energetically soothing and some are more stimulating or activating um, across the gamut. It's just they're all different. Well, that is such a gift that you have. And I know it's 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 going to be listened to over and over and over again, um, not only tonight but in the archives. But we did have a caller um, come in while you were doing that. So uh, we are going to talk to Amber. Let me just get your mic open, dear. Okay, Amber, you are on the air with Lightstar. Go ahead with your question. Hello, I had a question. How do you make your art? I also had some light language to share. About how I make my art or how I create it? Yeah. Yeah. I am basically my artwork is digitally based. So, but I do hand draw a lot of the codes that I create. And so sometimes I will draw the hand, hand draw the codes and then I will integrate them into the digital art itself. So I'm doing, uh, you know, yeah, so mine's not, you're not seeing a paintbrush as in on canvas. You're seeing more of a paintbrush for me is in the digital realm. So my main canvases are, um, are going to be used in like Photoshop and Illustrator and uh, and then again, some of them hand drawn, but I'm integrating uh, the codes within them and the light language codes and the symbols that come through are all hand drawn or hand created and then incorporated into the digital art. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for asking. <laughs> no problem. Well, um, I also. Uh, I have a light language I've been speaking since I was 10, and one of my guides wanted to share it. Well, absolutely. They're dimensionals, and uh, they're called Soma. And my brother, Reikian, um, wanted to share it, too. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Gundajavo Gonchasha Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, it's it's interesting that um, what I wanted, you know, lots of people have languages and they bring them through in different ways. And 
Amber is a beautiful example of uh, bringing through light language in song form because the beautiful, a lot of people actually sing light language. Um, some people draw it, some people sing it, some people are hand signing it, some people are, are bringing it through art and through just language. All the many different facets of ways bring forth uh, light language and these codes. So I want to honor you for bringing that forth, again, as in song form. It was really beautiful. Thank you. It's Wonderful. the dream of the world and the undeniable essence that we are saturated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Amber, you keep up the good work and um, keep going forward with your gifts. Thank and thanks so much for thanks so much for calling in. Okay. Thank you, Amber. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. It's funny. This is why I said there's a lot of people opening up to light language in many different ways, and the the young people are starting to really come forth with it too because it's a natural part of who they are, and uh, love that. And that's an interesting point that it uh, because I've <clears throat> I know someone who does the the symbols i mean she's she's written a few books and it's the light language symbols and mm-hmm. and like you and you speaking it amber singing it um you drawing it i mean there are so many different um um <clears throat> mediums i guess or media yes. uh, yeah. that you can that, that can be a vehicle for this so it's not um it it's not as as limited as as you might as someone might think Absolutely, so, yeah, and, and yeah. really, um, there's a, you know, I, there's a, just reminded me of a um, person that emailed me earlier, and she said she was going to be listening to the show, but I, um, she asked a question, so I want to answer her question, because she actually just emailed me the question, and uh, okay. so her name was Rita, and she asked the question of uh, what's the difference between light language and uh, what's called speaking in tongues. So she wanted to know the you know the differences, and so um, thank you for asking that question, Rita, for you know listening. But I want to give my my just you know take on it here is that it is actually very much the same in terms of the uh, energy that's coming forth. Uh, there's actually a study that was done at Harvard University that actually was. Um, they were tracking and they wanted to actually take people that were speaking in tongues, which is typically known in the more Christian faith, but um, they actually hooked them up to electrodes um, into their minds and their heads so that they could monitor what was happening when they were speaking the actual um, speaking in tongues. And so what they found, and then they did it where people were just speaking like prayer, you know, just language and prayer, but, or languages that we know that we can recognize here and what would happen is the languages they were speaking here or just in prayer, um, they would light up the part of the brain that's the language part of the brain, you know, would light up because that's where you're speaking language. Well, when people were speaking in tongues, the part, there was a part of the brain that that language part of the brain did not light up, which means it was not coming from that part of the actual, that lobe of the brain, and it was coming from elsewhere. And so this is indicative of telling us that this is beyond, you know, this is really not coming from our language centers. So, and same with light language 
in that way that we're speaking this kind of um, language to God, if you will, because that's what the speaking in tongues is really a language of the soul, language straight to creator, to God, to source, where it's your language. And I very much attribute that to the same as what I call the mother tongue in light language. Light language mother tongue means everyone. This is my, this is not just like I'm going to say, people say thank you for your gift that you have, but you know what? Everyone has this. Not everybody might speak 20 different languages like me, but that's because I have a different role in the multidimensional realms and that I'm actually using that. But everybody has what I call a mother tongue which means you're able to speak that language that's directly flowing the most natural that comes right from creator source, right from God, and is um, usually the one that's either, not always is your soul origin language, but it is typically the one that you're most comfortable speaking. So there's a very strong direct correlation between this speaking in tongues and light language. I'd say the only differences are going to be when you know, I'm speaking and I know it's coming from Arcturian or I know it's coming from or Arcturus or I know it's coming from the Pleiades or I know it's coming from Syrian or um, coming from Phyla or coming, you know, I've identified these where that is actually specific languages of the star beings. But then there's other realms, you know, where I know it's a dragon language or I know it's an elven or an angelic language. So those are kind of a little bit different than just the speaking in tongues. So I wanted to just hopefully clarify that question because it's a really good one and I've gotten it before as well. So I think that your listeners might be interested in, in hearing the answer that I have for that. Well, that's that's a really good explanation and it, it, it certainly, it, it's it's a very good explanation. I was just looking at the uh, switchboard here and we have um, another caller with a question. And this is Leticia. Let me get your mic open. Hello, Leticia. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing good. Thank you very much. So you have a question for for Lightstar? Yes. Well, I I thought I was to to watch you, listen in your show, and so uh, my question would be, because I haven't had a chance to look on your website um, to see when you're traveling or when you uh, do your tours or conferences and workshops and things like that, uh, and if you would probably, probably maybe in the future have Oklahoma on your list. <laughs> Oklahoma, what an awesome place for all this. I love when people, I love it when people come out of the woodworks from places that are not typical of where you would think people are open. So I think it's wonderful. Thank, thank you for, for asking that, Letitia, because you're one of these people that I feel is like you're anchoring and holding down the space, the anchoring the energy of that location um, for all of this open uh, energy to come forth. So I really, I really want to honor you for 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 being there first of all. And um, yes, I I don't do a. I mean, right now I'm actually not traveling a whole lot. Um, we do have things here in Sedona, but I really want to be opening um, up more on, like I said, like radio and programs that people can tune into the internet, so that you don't have to travel so much or. Um, things like that. So I'm going to be looking at doing some things online a lot more so that everybody mm-hmm. can ask, 
you know, access the energies and, you know, what I have to offer as well. Um, because right now we only have something in Sedona that's the end of this month, the uh, Sedona Cosmic Awakening, which is an event up here in uh, Sedona. So if you'd like to come to Sedona in April, um, that's 20th or 21st. Okay. But uh, but I will definitely keep it in mind to come out to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so great. And we'll look forward to seeing you um, very soon, Leticia. Okay, yes. Yeah, well, you take care and uh, hold down the fort there in Oklahoma. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for calling in. Okay, great. Thank Thank you you all. Have a good evening. Thank you. Blessings. Bye-bye. Blessings, please. Yeah, Leticia has come to Arkansas with us many times. She's oh, that's a very awesome. special, wonderful soul. Yeah, that's why I I don't I don't know who she is, but I can feel her energy, and I definitely feel like you know there's like I said in the beginning, there's people that are holding down the energies in some of the more denser or not as awakened places, and uh, that's you know needed. So I I love mm-hmm. souls who are doing that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and Leticia is very masterful with with energy, so it's always a pleasure knowing that there's people like that on the planet as um, as you as well. So um, that's all the questions we have for tonight. So I just want to uh, recap a little bit here. Your two websites, there is lightstarcreations.com and starseedallianceinternational.com The the deck, the Magical Dimensions Oracle Cards and Activators, um, everything is linked on both of these sites, is it? Uh, Primarily my lightstarcreations.com website is going to have all of my artwork, my sessions, the the deck itself, the StarseedAllianceInternational.com website will have basically um, myself and my partner stands with there. Uh, that's the information we provided for Starseeds, and it would have the sessions we do together. But all of my, my light language activations, my artwork and everything else is primarily on the other website. And if people are interested in light language activations specifically, I actually have a page right off of the, the home page that will they can click on that says light language and it have all the different types of light language activations that I offer so um, as well as going to my session page where you can see all the sessions as well um, so I've got yeah a little bit a little bits of everything on the Starseed Alliance site but that is um, but most of my art sessions and everything is on my light star creations website and um, teaching classes you said that there's a an event coming up at the end of april yeah it's the uh it's called the the sedona cosmic awakening and it is april 20 20th and 21st and it is here in sedona at the creative life center there's going to be not just myself but there's a whole host of panel there's a uh, chief golden light eagle um clifford mahuti these are all speakers that are going to be at the event. Um, Sandra Walters. There's going to be like at least I don't know exactly how many uh, speakers, but there's a lineup of speakers. Um, Stands with there, my partner, and 
we're all kind of bringing our energies to this event. We had it last year, and uh, it was sold out because Corey Good was one of the speakers. And he's not going to be speaking this year, but he did last year. And uh, they have different people coming a lot of times each year. So that's really exciting, and that is going to be here in uh, in Sedona. Um, I just actually did do a uh, ladies, it was a ladies la- uh, light language roundtable that Tolik of the Andromeda Council just put out, and that is on his website. So if people want to hear uh, other people, and we, we just had a conversation. It was like a roundtable conversation about light language, and that's on um, his YouTube channel. So again, people can go listen to that. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to put out, I think, more of the energy so that everyone in the world can access it. Um, because it is tough to for a lot of people to travel, and so that's why I would like to put out more that's that's available on the internet. Well, right, yeah, because it's there available for the, globally. Yeah, right. Yeah. And there, are, and I mean, there are star seeds in every corner of the world, in every country, and on, on our forum, we've got one of those little um, uh, revolver maps. And and it mm-hmm. has it has like a, a little green dot for for everybody um, that has ever you know visited the website, um, and it shows on the planet that's turning around. And wow, yeah. it's just really encouraging to see how many. I mean, we've even had people from Siberia, and there's no way. Oh wow! There's no way yeah. somebody in Siberia can can benefit from stuff that's happening in the U.S. Um, outside of the internet. So. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. It's like, oh my God. goodness, that is yeah. pretty amazing, Siberia. Yeah. Well, you figure, you figure, the internet has changed everything for us, you know, in so many ways. Some, some not so great, obviously. Yeah. But there's yeah. been. I was going to well, say you that. obviously felt that one. <clears throat> so it it definitely has affected both positively and negatively. But on the positive side of things we've definitely seen the ability for people to access all of this content that they wouldn't have been able to before because of limitations for being able to travel and the costs. And um, so that's why I'm, I'm not as eager to go traveling the country as I am putting out things on the internet so that people don't have to do all the traveling, even though I think events are great. They are because there's, there's the personal uh, connection and the personal meetings and, things like that that are mm-hmm. important to have. But um and we will probably put on some other events in the future that are for Starseed through uh we've done that before. We put on an event here that was actually for Starseed. And uh we found that a lot of people from outside of the of Sedona were actually coming. <laughs> it's very interesting. So we would like to have some events and provide those for people but um but then also not exclude other people, you know, from different areas of the country and and outside of the country. So, yeah, it is pretty amazing that somebody in Siberia, you know, of all places, like there's one person out there, right? <laughs> like, oh no, yeah. Here. Well, actually, like, there's more than there was more than one. There was more than one dot several. on that map wow. from Siberia. So, um, but That's really, so awesome. the the internet has dissolved um, borderlines. You know, count, count, um, countries' boundaries. It's just they've just dissolved them. You know, and and, and you see pockets. And it's like, wow, what's going on in Singapore? Tons of star seeds. <laughs> Singapore and the Philippines. 
Uh, we get a lot of people from that part, you know, and Australia. We, we notice and a could, lot in here in Sedona coming from Japan because we have there's so many people coming here that are from Japan. There's a lot of people in that area. Um, really interesting, though, you know, we're in Canada, too. There's a lot of people that come here from Canada, uh, but you're also very open-minded in that way. You get to see, like, the, the areas, the pockets of where people are coming to Sedona generally means that, you know, there's, there's open-mindedness in that location mm-hmm. because uh, uh-huh. most people are coming here for healing and for opening right. and spiritual experience. Right. Well, this has just been a wonderful, wonderful show. We're so grateful that you have been so generous with your, uh, with your gifts and talents and helping to activate other star seeds and bring them a little, a little slice of home through your light languages. That's just wonderful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I mean, anything I can do to bring us all together a little bit more, <laughs> and yes, Yes, remind you of home, but then also to remind you that we're here now, you know, on earth, and that uh, we need to bring all of our energy, all of our gifts, and all of ourselves, you know, our expression here on the planet. So um, that's what my, my biggest sort of message is, is to allow people to own who they are, to empower them, and to uh, be of expression here on the planet because this is why you came here. It's not That's to hide right. in the closet. It's to be <laughs> who right. you are. And to let us see your light. We want to see all the gifts and that you, talents that you have, um, not to not for, for competitive purposes, but just to, this betters everything. It betters the planet. It improves yourself, your connection to spirit, to other people here, um, to your brothers and sisters here on the planet. Um, to everything. And so it's very important that all star seeds bring themselves here in the in the most in the highest, you know, frequencies that you can possibly do on a daily basis. Uh bring the best you that you can. And that helps everyone. That's very well said and I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. <laughs> so I thank you so much awesome. for being with us, Light Star. And we'll look forward to having you back on um, anytime you're ready. Awesome. Well, thank you again. My pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me on. And it's our pleasure as well. So we are going to wrap it up. And remember, um, the next two Tuesdays we will be in Arkansas, so we won't be back on the air until uh, Tuesday, March 27th. So until that time, take care. Hold the light and live in gratitude. Until March 27th, y'all take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.